Tonight, we press play on the last seven days and unpack the week from the cheap seats with your hosts, Melody Bracewell and Tim McDonald. As we bring you the best bits from a big week of news. With very special guest, comedian Nazim Hussain. Oh, fantastic. Exactly. Plus, Mel Trasina talks showbiz, Titus O'Reilly talks sport. But we have to start in the UK. Do we? Um, <laughs> a little. Yeah. Of course, last week, Mel, it was all about their new Prime Minister. After weeks of waiting, finally we know who the next Prime Minister will be. <laughs> I just love the quiver in her voice. Yeah. Finally we, we know. know. <laughs> then came the news that devastated the UK. David Koch and Natalie Barr, live from Buckingham Palace. Have they not suffered enough? The cash corgi was a huge hit. Yes. <laughs> well, I think, I think Nat's hosting. Technically, Koshy's lying in state. So <laughs> that is how that works. Of course. We're talking about the passing of Queen Elizabeth II and the accession of King Charles III. Whatever your views on the royals, there's no doubt it has been a big week because we lost the longest reigning monarch. Let's cross to ITV. A statement from... His Majesty the Queen, uh, sorry, a statement from <laughs> His Majesty the King. You can see that even those of us who, familiar, have, uh, who have uh, followed this for a long time can still make those mistakes. His Majesty the Queen. Nailed <laughs> <laughs> <Now, laughs> it. King Charles the third time's a charm. Uh, <laughs> of course, we saw the changing of the guard with a new king installed. In the Nine Newsroom. This is Nine News with Georgie Garden. <laughs> <laughs> Peter Overton III, well done. <laughs> Look, in a difficult week, it's been lovely to hear from those closest to the Queen. Gordon Myerskoff was the Queen's mechanic. I think we can go closer. We can handle the changing of the oils. Mm. <laughs> he, he drove the Royal Lubemobile, so <laughs> well done. Reaction's been swift. Uh, well, what was the family reaction like as well? Were you all kind of sitting around the TV watching the news? Absolutely, and to be fair, I am running late for work. Okay, sorry, <laughs> you up. Look, every channel in every country has been covering the week's events. None more respectfully than NBC. The Queen is being remembered and honoured all around the world. But back here at home, we've been waiting a long time for this <laughs> God. At least go for black pom-poms. Yes. <laughs> but across the UK, Mel, silence as everyone stopped. To commemorate um, her passing here in the city. You, ca you can't see that there, but his rat tail is flying at half-mast, so that is a nice touch. Well, let's cross now to Buckingham Palace. Uh, we're going to cross to uh, Nina Hussain, who is in the crowds at uh, Buckingham Palace. I can't see you, Nina, but I know you're there. <laughs> I uh, truly am. <laughs> what a God for a mid-shot. Yeah. She was getting a blow-wave, but she was there. <laughs> but we're hearing so many incredibly special stories. It does feel pretty special to be here where the Queen marks so many iconic moments. I mean, German bombers came down the mall here and, and bombed her home. Wow! <laughs> so many special so stories. Special. <laughs> <laughs> but it was back at Balmoral Castle, where the Queen's children emerged in these incredible pictures. Oh, the picture's breaking up ever so slightly, but you can see Prince Andrew. <laughs> ever so slightly. I'm, I'm just glad Andrew's pixelated. I think that's always, <laughs> that's always safer. But it's been all about one man. Prince Charles has effectively become the new king. Take a look at the new line of secession now. Okay, beginning with King Charles, ending with someone in witness protection. Well, <laughs> I, actually, can we just see that graphic again? 
Also the most diverse lineup ever seen on Fox News. So that is... That's amazing. That is amazing. Well, what a week, Mel. King Charles III, the first new monarch in 70 years. It's absolutely a momentous occasion. A momentous <laughs> occasion. Well, every day you get short back inside. Yes. Of course, Charles will be a different leader to Elizabeth. What will be a much shorter reign than his mother's? Yeah, that Charles will be a sandwich king. <laughs> A sandwich king. They call him that because he's in bread. Oh, well. <laughs> Actually, can we just check that line of secession? Um, oh, yeah. that's, that's it there. I, I'm, I'm looking forward to the reign of Queen Concentrated Vanilla Extract. <laughs> Moving on, Mel, and of course we saw those incredible scenes of the new king meeting his subjects. Well, let Charles Croucher mansplain. Face to face with some of those subjects, shaking hands, putting his hands in theirs. It's... You know what a handshake is? <laughs> like a high five, but longer. Yes. <laughs> well, this week saw Charles proclaimed king after a meeting of the Privy Council. Because, you know, this is obviously the first time I've seen him in my He's lifetime. not the Privy Council. <laughs> That's Prince, that's Prince Edward of Scissorhands. <laughs> it's over 70 years since the last coronation. I can remember watching the coronation on television. Um, we didn't have television at the time. <laughs> Might have been a hallucination then. She also remembers live tweeting the Second World War. So yeah. that is... Moment the whole world was watching. Charles signing the declaration using an ink pot given to him by his sons, William and Harry. He could have used a new table. This one was too small. A flash of anger as he gestured to an aide to clear some space. They could afford IKEA. Yes, that's that's me at every cafe ever, by the way. Um, then Mel came the official proclamation. The shower screen is extraordinary. Sorry, that's not it. Sorry, the official proclamation. The proclamation. Have we had the trumpets? No, not yet. <laughs> Haven't had them just yet. Done the guitar solo. Yes. <laughs> this was followed by the official procession. The man with the funny hat is the sword bearer. Um, and They've all uh, got a funny hat. Uh, I think they're just covering up bad haircuts. Yeah. It's nice to see Titus O'Reilly with his people. Oh, yes. <laughs> well, I think he lost confidence in the hat. Charles III. God save the king! Yes! <laughs> there we go. Well, it was hard to tell if we were watching a royal proclamation or a children's birthday party. Three cheers for His Majesty the King! <laughs> hip, hip! <laughs> hip, hip! <laughs> hip, hip! <laughs> now the royal piñata! <laughs> um, or as we call him, Andrew. Um... <laughs> A lot of Prince Andrew fans in the house tonight. <laughs> well, then, Mel, King Charles made that historic address to both Houses of Parliament. Another defining moment in his road to becoming the King. Monica? Brett McLeod, thank you. And we'll have the latest throughout this hour and in the bulletin at 6 o'clock. Now, we've been giving away movie passes. <laughs> Thankfully, it was Charles in Charge, so that is the movie you can go see. Um, that's Monica Costmel, who led Nine's respectful royal coverage from a roller coaster. What's headlining nine years at six next? <laughs> <laughs> Across the UK, locals are lining up to pay their respects. Let's just see who can we pick on here. Hello there. Can you tell me why you've come out today? Uh, mm, 
No. No. <laughs> Yes, he did. Sadly, the only person talking to Barbara Miller was Michael Rowland. People are going to be standing through the night. Barbara Miller, a great chat with them all there, and it helps you speak the local lingo too. Good stuff. <laughs> Barbara Miller, there. <laughs> great banter. Minute silence. Well, the Londoners are camping out to secure their spot. You're here for a couple of days before the queue starts moving. Have you got plenty of food, plenty of provisions? Everybody, people have just delivered this hot food to us. A chicken noodle. Look, the gentleman's brought a flask of coffee. He's brought us a pudding. You know, I mean, he's brought his dog. <laughs> Please don't, don't eat, eat the, the dog. dog. Don't eat the dog. <laughs> Can we just check back in? Thank you very much, Anne, and all the best. Enjoy your dinner. Oh, thank you so much. I think it's some kind of noodle. <laughs> <laughs> noodle with poodle. <laughs> Still across the UK, people are paying respects. Many of them leaving flowers, although I am told getting a bunch of flowers in London here at the moment is very difficult. <laughs> Clearly not that difficult. <laughs> I mean, tell you what you can buy. A chicken noodle. Yes. We've got to take a break. Back with more in the cheap seats right after this. as we unpack the week. Obviously a big week, Mel, sad week with Queen Elizabeth, but so much to celebrate from such a long life well lived. And she had a great sense of humour. You would like a marmalade sandwich? I always keep one for emergencies. So do I. <laughs> She's also got a chicken noodle soup in yeah. there as well. <laughs> Well, I don't know if you know this, but... And can I just add something about the Paddington Bear sketch that we've all seen? We should remember that she acted that in empty space. Yes. There wasn't mm. a real Paddington there. It didn't look like it. She acted out um, what she would say to Paddington, and then the CGI experts went in and uh, animated a, a Paddington image for her. Oh, my wow. God. Wow. Wow. You heard it here first. Yes. Well, we continue to hear touching tributes to Her Majesty the Queen. Paris said, the original girl boss. Now, she was actually girl boss the second. I don't know if you know this, but um, Paris is not actually there. That's a photo. And <laughs> so she did that without Paris. It's incredible. In fairness, it can be hard to find the right words. This is one of a lifetime kind of thing. Um, it's going to change a generation. Really excited, not excited, but really um, sad. <laughs> the ending of Marley and Me was tantalising. Yes. Well. <laughs> yeah. For many, though, the news came as quite a shock. We expected it. But uh, it was still, for ten minutes, I really was wow. quite shocked. <laughs> Just nice to see Alex Perry looking so well. <laughs> still, my favourite tribute was an incredible 96-gun salute. And sign language interpreter Robert Skinner was completely unfazed. He actually wasn't there. That was animated. <laughs> what I'm loving, Mel, are all the incredible personal stories we're hearing this week. Well, I'll tell you a, a funny little personal story was that I went to pick up an extra jacket. Sorry, about uh, the Queen, about yeah. the Queen's life. Not... Well, some were lucky.
lucky enough to have more lasting encounters. An encounter with a monarch, an unforgettable experience. She was, you know, fair income. She was <laughs> softly spoken, you know, and generally interested in my dog. <laughs> <laughs> softly spoken, unlike the chickens. <laughs> Queenstown in New Zealand had a different perspective. Uh, and she was a wonderfully warm, engaging person to uh, to talk to. Um, I did have to think a bit hard to think of things to say to the Queen after half an hour. Oh. <laughs> he was talking to her figure at Madame Two Swords. Oh, right. <laughs> Do you call her Madame Two Swords? <laughs> I think it's Madame Tussauds. Two Swords, just, that's just a woman with two swords. <laughs> Another place. <laughs> We're moving on, Mel, and this Kiwi was excited to meet Her Majesty. And I was nervous as, and we had to wear cufflinks, and we had to wear aftershave. Well, I never wore aftershave, so I got a bottle of Old Spice about that big, tipped it all over myself, tipped it down all sorts of places. Oh my God, it's a, it's a handshake, not a date. <laughs> and a handshake is when your hand yes, puts the okay. hand of the other person. Well, how did it go? Walked up to me. Nice smile on the face. Next thing, the Queen's hand come out, so I was ready. And I gently shook her hand, and then I said, Hello, Mrs. Queen. <laughs> well, the Duke pissed himself. I mean, in fairness, at that point, the Duke was pissing himself quite regularly. Uh, I wasn't, wasn't laughing. But to truly understand the Queen, Mel, you have to speak to those closest to her. And that was her forte, that she was able to converse with people no one knew her better than former Electrolux worker <laughs> Jeff Barguana. Um, couldn't, couldn't get a current Electrolux worker. There you go. Still, no one knows the Queen like our former leaders. Let's now hear from some of those former Prime Ministers as well as the current Prime Minister. So an overriding sense uh, from uh, all of those Prime Ministers, past and present, of a very warm, funny and smart uh, Her Majesty. Well, we'll take your word for yeah. it. Everyone heard the news. Everyone except John Howard. And, uh, he's in his 70s, so obviously very different. Well, how did you learn of the news this morning? I beg your pardon? <laughs> The, the interpreter was taken out by a cannon. So. Oh, right. Well, this week, everyone's been looking back on the Queen's famous visits here to Australia. She famously visited the Gold Coast. There were surf boats in the ocean and races on the sand and, believe it or not, pillow fights with the opponents <laughs> straddling a pole. The Queen did not take part. Yeah, probably was. <laughs> One leg over and thought, maybe not. Maybe not. Yeah. Well, she was there in Queensland for Expo 88. I gave the speech welcoming her to the city and the governor spoke. <laughs> That's the governor on the right. <laughs> the man on the left is a former Electrolux worker. Okay. Um, so well, can we check back in with John yes. Howard? If it's too early to be having conversations about... Uh... I beg pardon? <laughs> In fairness, he, does, he doesn't listen to the left, so... <laughs> the Queen had I don't a... think it needed a clap. <laughs> the Queen had a lasting impact on the places she visited. We celebrated with her as she named and opened the Jubilee Fountain on the Brisbane River, a fountain that would be later removed due to the high costs. 
replace it with a pillow fight pole. <laughs> I don't know if we can go back to the, that fountain. Um... No, can't. It's gone. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's been removed from I'm the control just, room I'm as just, well. I was just going to say, the two spouts of water reminds me of Madame Two Swords. <laughs> <laughs> that very famous... That very famous museum. Still, some visits to Australia were tinged with controversy and security scandals. The security breach left locals unimpressed. The offending fruit is believed to have clipped Prince Philip's hat. <laughs> nice try, Megan. Um, <laughs> almost, almost. But Her Majesty attracted crowds wherever she went. People of the Border District have been waiting 35 years for a glimpse of Her Majesty. And what a visit! Having spent some five minutes with the crowd, <laughs> the royal couple was whisked away. People waited a long time to meet the Queen. We've been here four hours, so it was really worth the wait. It's only four, four seconds, but it was good. OK, great. <laughs> Actually, one of my ex-girlfriends told me something similar <laughs> once. multiple girlfriends. <laughs> well, as I was known then, Monsieur One Sword. Um, that, was my, that was my nickname. Yeah. <laughs> but look, wherever the Queen went, she really connected with the kids. It's there where the Queen was asked questions by children from across the outback over the wireless. Where do you mostly go for your holidays over? I've spent most of my holidays in my country houses, one in Scotland and one in the country in England. Oh! <laughs> it was the last time she would visit Dubbo. Yeah, probably, probably, probably fair enough. <laughs> Amazing how she reacted when the kid wasn't really there. It was on a wireless. Really? It's incredible. But the bottom line is, it's the biggest news story for a long time. But it's not the only big news. Kate Ryan, Seven Gold Coast News. To other news now, a naked driver has crashed a car in a pool of bundle. <laughs> on that note, we've got to take a break. Back with more in the cheap seats right after this. Hit of cultural news, would you please welcome to the desk from Nova FM? It's Mel Tresina. <laughs> Lovely to see you, Mel. What's happening this week? Uh, the amazing race has been continuing here on 10, and it looks like host Bo Ryan is struggling to fill the time while he waits for the contestants to arrive. Do you know who the new bachelor is by any chance? No, would you watch on the slip get me out of here this year? No, I didn't. <laughs> It's just quicker these days for Bo just to talk to the, the viewer. <laughs> just saves time. Uh, thankfully, the show found a replacement for Bo, who's much more charismatic. Where's Bo? You're the first team. <laughs> OK, so Channel 10 are replacing their hosts with robots. <laughs> no, they're not. <laughs> Apparently it's called the iGunsberg. Um, it's, it, it's programmed with three languages, English, Spanish and Miguel. Oh, so that's interesting. So, there you go. Uh, so let's head over to Farmer Wants a Wife, which continues over on 7. This week, female farmer Paige decided to show off her cooking skills for the boys. We're going to be making pizzas from scratch tonight. Do you always make your own dough? Yep. I normally just get Domino's. 
Yeah. We also love ordering Domino's here at the Cheap Seats. Are they sponsoring us this week? <laughs> Not this Not week. This okay, week. great. <laughs> then we'll move on. Uh, as it turns out, takeaway pizzas might have been a better idea. But at Paige's farm, something is amiss with one of her partners. Uh, I don't know what's going on. We'll get you sorted. Marty is sick and headed for hospital. Oh, <laughs> oh my God, Father wants a stomach pump. <laughs> it's okay because she makes her own paracetamol, so that's about it. If, if she was a real farmer, she would have taken him out the back and shot him. <laughs> but good news, he has been succeeded by King Brayden first. So well done. Uh, last week I brought you farmer Ben, who said this to Lauren. A lot of people tell you, as a, as a male, yeah. to always pick your wife. Mm -hmm. That's a lot like your mother. Well, this week sparks are starting to fly between the pair, so what is it about her? Yeah, Lauren's a, just a kind-hearted, soft-souled person. Yeah, she reminds me of my mum. <laughs> oh, that's what every love interest wants to hear. In fact, farmer Ben has an extremely eloquent way to describe falling in love. Yeah, I'll be honest, I've... Yeah, I've done my nuts. <laughs> fallen in love or suffered a horrific farm injury. <laughs> uh, and like me, the Goggleboxes have also been watching Farmer Once a Wife, although I'm worried one of the Goggleboxes isn't aware she's being filmed. Did you fight because you've blown me away? Uh -huh. okay. Oh, ah! no! It's so embarrassing to do this. Do you reckon? To know that you're being photographed and every word that comes out of your mouth is being recorded. <laughs> all right, just, just pretend you're on 10 peach like yes. this. <laughs> uh, to Channel 7's Extreme Weddings Australia, a show that follows couples as they stage their ultimate wedding, like Luke and Damien, who are spending a cool $1 million on their wedding. But as Luke explains, he has nothing but respect for his future husband. With all Luke's business skills, he's definitely the boss of this show. So I am kind of the brains. Damien's the nice fluff. <laughs> <laughs> They're confirmed for the next season of um, Extreme Divorces Australia. Oh, right. yeah. Apparently their wedding's jackpotted to $2 million. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we also met another couple getting hitched. Jenny is going to marry Scott. Jenny and Scott, why does that sound familiar? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, interestingly, Jenny and Scott have decided to go with a theme for their wedding. And they have a definite theme and plan for their vows and celebrations. It's going to be a vintage 50s rock and roll wedding. Mm. Taking people back to the 50s. The Morrisons would have loved that. <laughs> Apparently Scott's also appointed himself the celebrant, the <laughs> best man, the maid of honour. There you go. Uh, another episode of Old People's Home for Teenagers aired on the ABC, and this moment made me realise that I relate more to the older people than I do the teenagers. You should learn a TikTok. Oh my god, which. A TikTok. <laughs> I'm the same on TikTok. Uh, my she, tried, she tried to use Grinder to puree her dinner. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> she's a little confused. <laughs> Uh, it's a streaming now and I've been loving The Bridge on Paramount Plus, a show where contestants have to build a bridge in 17 days. During some downtime, the group shared their proudest life moments, which for Jonesy was kayaking from Australia to New Zealand. Three and a half years working on that project and then we finally did it. Like, we finally were out there. Uncle, proud moment of your life. <laughs> Certainly wasn't making you lot. <laughs> 
he's more into <laughs> he's more into burning bridges. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but in a twist, part of the prize money was stolen, and Dean was keen to get the perpetrator to fess up. Just friggin' be honest. It's in that fucking in them Ten Commandments they wrote. Be honest. It's like one of the first ones. After don't be a dickhead. <laughs> feel like he needs a refresher on those commandments. Uh, so he might know the commandments, but his descriptions make him a modern-day poet. Steve, he looks like a condom full of almonds. Steve, mate, how are you? How are you, mate? And his legs, like, they've got veins popping out of his legs like a fucking handful of Macca's straws. <laughs> He's going for troll under the bridge. Oh, right. yeah. <laughs> I was very intrigued by Netflix's show Dated and Related. Misleading title. It's not actually finding out you've been hooking up with your cousin. <laughs> Disappointing. Thankfully, it's a dating show where seven groups of siblings enter a villa to find love with other people's siblings. And if you're wondering why anyone would do this... Why would anyone do this? Because finding love isn't easy. <laughs> so they want to make it harder? <laughs> uh, naturally, the contestants learn more about their siblings than they would like to know. I am very sexually adventurous. A little too wild sometimes. Huh. <laughs> oh. So they're brother and sister? Yes. Oh. And they've gone into a, a villa to fall in love with somebody else's brother and or sister. Oh. Yeah. So they hook up in front of each other. Yeah, it's great viewing. Is this Mormon once a wife? <laughs> what is this? <laughs> So weird. Um, it has a lot of similarities to other dating shows. They play games to speed relationships along, like pass the parcel. Easy enough, surely. <laughs> it says, pass the parcel, love Melinda. What the hell? What the fuck is a parcel? <laughs> He's actually the result of family hooking up. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah. Right. A dating show where contestants want to keep it in the family. Surely we don't have anything like that here in Australia. Yeah, she reminds me of my mum. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's my week in arts and entertainment. So would you please thank Mel Tresina! Here to talk all things sport, would you please welcome our great mate, Mr. Titus O'Reilly! Oh, thank you. Lovely to see you, Titus. Well, it's been a great show already, and can I add, you know, my dear friend the Queen passed away this week, and... Um... Always, always hard when an ex... She was just a very wonderful woman, and uh, can I say, she'd been to Australia many times, and she went to a lot of sport here. She went to the VFL game in 1970, she went to the races with Bob Hawke, which got very loose. Uh, <laughs> and she also met Dennis Lilly. In 1977, she attended the centenary test between Australia and England, and an admiring Dennis Lilly asking Her Majesty for an autograph. She politely declined. <laughs> he was actually asking for a number. This was before Tinder. <laughs> I think that was Tim Payne. Uh, <laughs> now, uh, US Open uh, just finished. Carlos Alcaraz, he's won the US Open at the age of 19. And it's not hard to see why with moments like this. Oh! Come on! Yeah. Wow. He's basically Nick Kyrgios, but he wins things. <laughs> All right. So, you know, it brings a lot of excitement. Now, Australian Steph Gilmore secured her eighth world title. Steph's going to have to go. I think she's, it, it would be the smart thing. See how clean this wave is now? Because the first time she's had the second wave of the set in this heat, and it's probably the cleanest face. It's got a long wall stretching out ahead of her. With this low tide, these waves kind of... What? 
Oh, that's a that's called a spinny thing at the end. Yeah, I, I don't know a lot about surfing to be honest. When I go to the beach, people I'm so pasty. People report seeing Migaloo. Um, <laughs> Uh, I'll tell you what's even more impressive about the fact she was even competing. Earlier in the finals, just look in the foreground here where we've highlighted, that's oh a shark no. just oh lingering God. there. Look at the size of its fin here. Oh now, it didn't attack because it thought it was Mick Fanning on the board. Oh, right. <laughs> the NRL finals had one of the greatest finals ever on Sunday as South Sydney took on the Roosters. Even the build-up was interesting. Dimitriou himself returns for the big match, having spent last weekend locked in a spare room by his wife... <laughs> from a red card to a red flag. Oh, yeah. <laughs> just, you just hear the bit of the story. I'd want to hear the rest. Nice to see, though, an NRL coach at home with his wife. I mean, that's... <laughs> <laughs> uh, there was a lot of feeling in this game. They had seven send-offs. Here we go to the bin here. Did they have any players <laughs> left? No, more send-offs than kiss. It was amazing. It was everyone was going. Uh, now, the AFL finals are also generating a lot of passion. Uh, take, for example, Keith, a mad Fremantle Docker supporter. Keith driving across the Nullarbor for what he believes is the start of a long journey. Confident, mate. I'll drive up to Sydney to um, play Sydney next week. And then after we beat Sydney, I'll come back down here to play whoever. Anyway, Frio lost. <laughs> so, He's been in Melbourne only for five minutes and already looks like a hipster. That's, oh, no, that's amazing. Amazing. incredible. Now, passion for the AFL even extends to the kids of getting a look at new show bags for this year's Royal Melbourne show. I was hoping for AFL, but I just couldn't find them. But then next on the list was chips. <laughs> <laughs> exactly the same. I, I really hope the Red Rock Delis make the final. Yes. Be <laughs> a big chance. Big, big chance. chance. Uh, now, with football codes approaching the end of the season, it can mean only one thing, the return of summer and the relaxing sound of cricket. Beautiful sport, isn't it? Just, just good to hear Bill Laurie back at the cricket. <laughs> good to hear. Now, Aaron Finch also announced his retirement this week from the one-day format of the game in an emotional moment. Quite cool, actually. There was... Uh, Maxie was in tears. It was... Uh, it was quite funny. <laughs> Nothing funnier than a grown man crying, I've always said. I think Maxie's car had got hit. That was the problem, <laughs> I think. Uh, now, UFC fighter Chris Barnett celebrated his victory at UFC 279 with this little dance. Tremendous, DC. It was amazing. I, I look at it. He's still dancing. <laughs> you're walking out. Hey, you're walking out. Look at him. I mean, who has more fun than this guy? I mean, who has more fun than Chris Barnett? <laughs> It's a thing of beauty. Let's just check back in with him and see how he's going. Well, Chris Barnett all the way here in Vegas. That's one beer, double fisting now. He's more going to have fun tonight. Look at him, man. I mean, this guy is 
just living his best life. Oh, it's That would be like Mel Traceda at our Christmas party. <laughs> have we got? Have we got that clip? No, we don't. <laughs> Her lawyers won't let me show it. Now, athletes are known for their ability to innovate, and none more so than in snooker. Right, we need to, right, we need to do. Right, hang on, let me get a bit of grip. Right. Three, two, one. <laughs> Amazing. Fun when it's a pool cue. When it's a pole vault, it's slightly less, <laughs> slightly less fun. On that note, we'll be back right after the break. Would you please thank Tyler Nazim Hussain. That is Nazim Hussain. Nazim Hussain. Nazim Hussain. One of Australia's funniest comedians, Nazim Hussain. So, would you please welcome to the desk, Nazim Hussain. See you, Thanks so much for coming on. Have me. I was just making sure I wasn't wearing the same shirt in any of those clips before. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. I think you're safe. I think you're safe. Great to have you on the show. Mm. Now we organised this a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. But in spooky timing, mm. you have actually met the Queen. Yeah, I was. Um... Don't say spooky timing. You met the Queen as if it was related. Well, <laughs> as if I was like hoping that she would die so that we could chat about the timeline. It was in the conservatory with a candlestick. We might come to that <laughs> later on. But apparently, you have you have met Her Majesty. No, I, I, I met her in uh, 2011 yeah, right. uh, at Woolies. No, no, I. Um, <laughs> I was, uh, <laughs> <laughs> We're both in the deli. Um, no, I, I was invited to meet her uh, at Government House, where the, where the governor lives, because I received an award. What <laughs> <laughs> was your award? Yeah, I received an award, thank you, um, for... Uh, it was called the Ambassador Award for bringing communities together. Wow. Um, wow. Hold your applause. But, uh, <laughs> it's sort of, it sounds impressive, you know, bringing yeah. communities together, but, you know, I really don't know what that meant. Like, the World War, both of them brought communities together as well. <laughs> yes, <that's... laughs> no, um, uh, yeah, I got to, got to meet. It was, it was it was very exciting. They gave, gave us cards telling us how to refer to her, how to talk to her. I t you have to call her Your Majesty, her husband, Prince, or ex-husband, or just late, 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 late current yeah. divorce. They never got divorced. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, you got to refer to her as Your Majesty, him as Your Royal Highness. Yes. And we were all standing in groups of five. So I was, it was me and my group of five. There was uh, a firefighter guy. He put out some fires. There was the. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you were, you were honoured for your services to mansplaining. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. It was, it was a year 12 top achiever, this kid that's topped the state yeah, in right. all the, obviously in Asian, a couple other people. <laughs> anyway, then, so, so the Queen and, and the Prince came round and they came to our group first and she spoke to me first, I was in the centre. And I was really nervous. She said, congratulations. I said, thank you very much, Your Honour. And <laughs> I was freaked out, like I thought I was in court. And then she congratulated the firefighter guy and he was like, thank you very much, Your Majesty. <laughs> he was trying to impress the Queen. Although, I bet you started those fires, but... Uh, anyway. that, is, that is an incredible, that is an yeah. incredible story. Well, you, you do know a thing or two about wearing a crown, actually. A slightly different crown. We've got a clip here. Julia Morris and Nazim Hussain the king and queen of comedy. Now, move the monarchs. Yeah, we are now married. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, a Mel that's a very Melbourne thing. Um, you, were, you were the king and queen of Moomba, which is a big yeah. festival in Melbourne. Mm. What was that like? Uh, basically, you get a crown made of foam mm. and uh, nothing for free. So okay. I thought... 
you could walk into shops with that and people would just be like, here's some free food, some discounts. Yeah. Absolutely nothing. I got no respect and then COVID happened. So I had to, I got no internal, no, no respect domestically either. It was just a horrible year. But you, um, you, you were the king of Moomba yeah. and you popped up on one of our favourite shows, Studio 10. Joins us now from the... <laughs> wow. Tell us about this hey, extraordinary outfit. How's it going? <laughs> I am a lamb kebab. <laughs> Now. Oh, I think lamb kebab comes right after the sandwich king. So. <laughs> <laughs> but you, you're a vegetarian, aren't you? Yeah. No, I'm a Muslim. Uh, oh. So we, we, <laughs> we, we eat meat. We eat halal meat. Oh, this is the but just, you, <laughs> No, no, no. You what? told me to ask you if you're a vegetarian, and now you're like, you racist. <laughs> <laughs> I was, a, I was a kebab. I was a kebab, and um, I, I, again, thought if I represented kebabs, I would get some free kebabs, but um, <laughs> nothing. Amazingly, Husey still thinks you're Celine Dion, even though... <laughs> <laughs> it's incredible. But speaking of shows you popped up on, you're currently in a new series on the ABC, Summer Love. You're acting in it, and you wrote one of the episodes. What's, what's that all about? Summer Love is like a... It's, a, it's, a, it's an anthology. Um, it's, it's, it's drama, but it's comedy. It's comedy with heart. And it's uh, made by the very funny Robin Butler and Wayne Hope on the ABC. Uh, the amazing people at making television, they know how to... Anyway, they got me to write an episode and um, uh, I'm really nervous because basically I wrote about a character who's a rapper, but I thought that we wouldn't have me rapping in the episode. I thought, like, that's just a backstory. Mm. And then they were like, why don't you actually rap in the episode? I was like, no, nah, no, nah, because I can't rap. And they're like, no, nah, let's just, just... How about you just write it and see how it feels? And then, anyway... Fast forward to when we were filming and I'm, I'm there rapping. Well, um, well, let's have a look at that. Let's. This is for my bros working cash in hand. Making ends meet, packing meat, flinging contraband, ducking and weaving in this white man's world with a smiling grace like a dervish swirling. You know what? We've got a lot of white people with low standards in the audience here. Yeah. And you're talking to two. <laughs> I, I'm breaking down stereotypes. I'm breaking down the stereotype that white people can't rap because brown people can't eat. <laughs> All that needed was a kebab costume, isn't it? That was fantastic. Well, you've been pretty busy because you have a book coming out. Yes. Right? Yep. Um, a children's book called Hilarious Hyena. There's oh, no. several oh. unsold copies. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's a book about a, hy a hyena. Um, you know, it's a cheeky hyena. It's basically the, the hyena version of me. Um, like, you know when you watch The Lion King and then there's the, the baddies are the hyenas? Yes. And they're bad because they want to eat food. And then yes. everyone's like, oh, stop trying to eat food, you hyena. Anyway, yeah. so this book is kind of, in a way, um, set in... So you've written The Lion King. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> I've written, like, the, written like, the Lion King. But, I, but I've, like, it's like the... But, oh, but, but they're the good guys? Yeah, yeah, they're, right. yeah, they're, they're, they're the... Kind of. Um, I should probably contact the Lion King producer. I'd get in touch with Disney. Yeah, that might be a couple of issues to sort. That was my elevator pitch. I don't know if that was. A, yeah, I probably should check with a lawyer. Um, <laughs> so please buy the book. <laughs> what a pitch! You can buy Nazim's book and you can catch him in Summer Love tomorrow night on the ABC and iView. Would you please thank Nazim Hussain? You're on the cheap seats and we've got a lot to... Now, before we continue... What? Just, I've just been looking at our socials 
and we're getting a lot of feedback that some people do say, Madame Tussauds. What? And <laughs> um, actually, I'm really cool, is what they're saying. <laughs> and correct. But well, let's, let's, let's check. Let's check. Let's check. We've this got is a the, YouTube video. This is the official pronunciation. So that we can find out in real time. All right, here we go. Your Woolies Wear this oh. spring. Madame Woolliesworth. Madame Two Swords. What? How are you feeling, Tim? Still saying that I'm too sore. Stop! 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 I think it's. No, stop! See, this is the problem with Madame 2G. Let's move on. Madame Tussauds. No! <laughs> <laughs> You've got to pick it up. <laughs> yeah, tomato, tomato. <laughs> well, let's get the latest forecast. Alex, it's been a sombre day, but how's the weekend looking? Sombre indeed, Maddie, a really sad day, but a testament to just how much she was loved right around the world. And Maddie, the weekend is looking partly cloudy. Thanks for asking. <laughs> You're the weather presenter. We're not asking for a favour. Who else is she going to ask? <laughs> Interestingly, her name is Maddie Tussauds. Um, well, there was other news that we didn't get to this week. Starting in Tasmania. The performance can run up to four hours, and although some of the show is choreographed, there's also room for spontaneity. <laughs> I'm sure it's a move you want to improvise. Yes. Is there room for consent training? <laughs> what is that? But Tim, it has been a big week in the world of crime. Hit the sirens. It's crime time. It's been a big week in the world of crime. Watch your back, criminals. <laughs> We're after you. Yeah. I'll, take, I'll take it from here. <laughs> Let's head to Bathurst where shots were fired at an empty house. What did the shot sound like? And then all of a sudden I went to go back to sleep. Then I had to come here because I heard pop, 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 pop. <laughs> and I thought, oh, some bugger's got pie crackers. I'm being a smarty. And then I turned around and went back in the house. Didn't see nothing. Went back in again, half an hour to an hour later, there was another pop, 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 pop. <laughs> I don't think we time for the fall. He remembered his microwave popcorn. <laughs> but he wasn't the only one doing his own sound effects this week. Audi seen speeding from the crime scene. I heard uh, a car with a loud exhaust. <laughs> <laughs> Well, let's hit the highway. Their Volkswagen Golf was clocked doing speeds of more than 100 kilometres an hour before police deployed road spikes. When officers eventually caught up with the car, they found the pair having sex inside. <laughs> they were going pop, pop, pop. pop. <laughs> to go 